Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Oh, 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 our poor buddy, Andrew Perloff. Seagulls lost last night. You all right, pal? Let's set some some ground rules here. (laughs) You're wearing sunglasses today. You okay? okay? All right. Don't don't make me get defensive and bring up the fact that at least my Eagles were in the Super Bowl. Don't make me complain (laughs) about the officiating. Don't let me complain about how long the halftime was so the Chiefs could recover (laughs) from that first half beating. I want to keep positive today, and (laughs) I'm officially in mourning. I'm going to be honest with you, Maggie. Last night was tough it looks like today is tough it is tough <laughs> i took a red your... eye in after a night of crying like nick sirianni at the <laughs> the anthem i <laughs> i has had the hardest night i've been trying i i thought i would be able to keep cool and be professional and analyze the game i have to be honest that hurt no let it all out man like this yeah. is different you were at the oh. game we have a resident eagles fan on this show just like bring the emotions it's a safe spot okay so i actually sat in the press box not the stands which made it a little easier there was a moment at the end of the first half when the Eagles tackled Mahomes and he was limping off where I was picturing the parade. I let my oh, mind go no. there. The Eagles looked like a force. They owned the time of possession. And if you have a 10-point lead and you're up about 23 to 10 in time of possession, you're going to win the game all the time. Then Rihanna, and I'm not blaming Rihanna. She was great, came in. And was obviously, she though? Was she great? We'll get into that later. Well, okay. I, I see what you're saying there. <laughs> yeah. I think the second half, that it just took all the wind out of our sails. And I'm saying our. Yeah. And it was a completely different second half. I still think the Eagles could have won the game if they had gotten one last drive. Absolutely. Uh, we could get into the call in a little bit. We obviously, should. it was a horrible, horrible decision by that official. And anyone who says, yes, it was technically the right call. And Brad Berry, the Eagles corner, admitted that he did tug on the jersey. But I'll tell you, in that guy's brain, the official who called that, you know what his next thought was after he threw the flag? I wish I didn't throw that. Oh, crap. What did I just yep, do? I think so, too. And, you know, we can, we're can. we going to talk about Mahomes. And, you know, we're starting with the Eagles today, obviously, because, you know, Perloff, we're, you know, we're feel, we feel for you today. Thank you. And, you know, while you would probably be throwing salt in the wound if the Bills were in this position, oh. I'm going to try to be gentle with you today, even though we're all <laughs> reveling and drinking your tears a little wait, bit. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so last night, by the way, Mahomes. what <laughs> was problem. that tweet last night? Oh, wow. Perloff got to see the Phillies in the World Series and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. What a thrill. <laughs> I said, that was savage, Maggie. <laughs> savage. I said, I said, what a throw. You got to play for the championship. Oh, <laughs> I know what you meant. We all know what you meant. Okay, but we will talk about Mahomes and all of his greatness. We don't want anyone out there to think we're being, you know, yeah. like, the, you know, we got to focus on the final call. Oh, I, and by the way, we, we all, who doesn't love the Chiefs? Who does not love Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? It's universally approved. Well, and we'll get into, are they a dynasty in the, you know, the, the match, like the, the quarterback coach duo and all that stuff. We're not going to cheat the Chiefs out of their day to the victor goes the spoils. But we got to talk about that that call because I yep. think you're right. I think the official in his moment said, yes, this might have been my training. Yes, I probably could have made that call, but I should not have made that call. And that's something that you're not going to be able to learn in like referee school. That's just understanding the tone that you have set 
for this Super Bowl and you didn't follow it with under two minutes left to go and the team on the five-yard line. Preach. And a third and eight, like how or Preach. How dare you? How dare you to the officials? And I'm feeling for you today because, listen, I don't know if the Eagles deserve to win that game. It was a fantastic Super Bowl back and forth. How the Chiefs, you know, figured out your Eagles defense in the second half. Like, all of it was just so good. And then that official, like, would we be crying today if the official had not thrown the flag? No. Exactly. Because the, the Chiefs did not have the play. Mahomes was under some pressure. He overthrew it. It didn't rob them of a touchdown. It was the wrong call in that sense. Remember Gene Steratore, the CBS officiating expert, was on. Yeah. The, our YouTube chat's favorite guest of all time, <laughs> now, Gene now Seratore. Legendary, now legendary in the chat. <laughs> For every, every interview that goes on two minutes too long is now known as Gene. <laughs> okay. Gene Seratore, what was the one thing he said officials have to do? The one thing. Be consistent. He said, set a tone in the game and stick to that. And that's exactly what this dude did not do yep. on Sunday. And it robbed us. Impartial fans of what could have been a great, great ending. <laughs> yes, you don't. You speaking impartially, everyone, <laughs> no one's going to believe that today. Is yeah, are you telling me you didn't want to see Jalen Hurts try and come down and tie the game or go ahead in of the last minute? Of course I did, absolutely. And like I had even bet on the Chiefs, and I still wanted the final drive because that's what the Super Bowl, if you're lucky enough, is all about. Two best teams having an awesome game and a great matchup, and then it comes down to the final drive. Absolutely. Instead, we got final milk the clock on kneel downs and then chip shot field goal, which is like the most anticlimactic, boring way to end a Super Bowl. Yeah, there was a little drama with the running back go down at the two-yard line. That was impressive. Okay, can I say something about that? Yeah. So Greg Olson, you weren't watching it on TV, right? No, no, no. Okay, so you're just in the stadium. Greg Olson called it, like right there. Go down, go down. I think... That if McKinnon had, or if, uh, excuse me, if the Eagles defenders had not given up on the play, it looked so obvious that they were going to let the Chiefs score there. I think if they had faked it and ran a little bit harder, I think McKinnon might have just like, oh my gosh, and like went into the end zone. The acting clued McKinnon into something. Yeah, the, the defensive guys for the Eagles like didn't even try. And well, so they were slightly faking, but you're right. Not hard enough. Like, they didn't sell it enough, and I think it gave his brain an extra second yep. to think, oh, my gosh, no, 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 get down here. Because I think if, like, the linebacker's running really fast along the goal line, maybe it scares them to thinking, like, oh, I just got to get in the end zone, right? Like, something in the moment. Oh, 100%. I think officials act that way, too. They saw Patrick Mahomes point for the flag, and that flag came out late on the holding call at the end, and I think Mahomes influenced it. People are, get influenced in the moment very much so. Now, I don't know. Maybe they did plan in the huddle. I, did anyone address that post game? They must have, but it, it was smart. I it wish was he, very smart. Yeah. Won them the game. Yeah, I, I think that the Eagles, with Jalen Hurts running the ball, the Eagles were not going to be stopped at the end. And I think Mahomes and Hurts, they're, they're going to sell out for the run. In four downs to get the ball ahead, it's very hard to stop well, them in that spot. Well, that's the key, too. I mean, it's Sirianni. It's four downs every time. Yeah. You know, and it's just... Everyone else is playing three downs mostly, and you're playing four. And well, it's just different. However, you know, to be honest, like the Chiefs had the be better, you know, average per run than the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, they did. outran them big time. And it was more like the Chiefs were just way more efficient when they actually had the ball. Like the Eagles were doing those 17 play drives, ends with a field goal. I mean, that well, was that one of the, the killers that killed them. In it was the 20, half. It was 24 21, and they had a drive that ended up. That was a killer. To not get in, and I believe there was a a short, a third and one or a second one with Kenneth Gainwell, and he didn't get the first down. That killed them. Yep, it's a little thing. It was such a close game, but it shouldn't have been. 
I'll tell you right now, the Eagles should have won that game. And if this was week 10, the Eagles would have won that game pretty decisively. I think Jalen Hurts fumbled in the first half, gave the Chiefs life. They really were about to put, you know, they were about to really run up the score a little bit. And then they could have gotten after Mahomes. But the Chiefs stayed close enough where they could run. Kind of, They ran the ball with Pacheco. And yep. Mahomes was so smart with the short passes. He was great. And what's interesting about this to me from the Chiefs side of things and we want your phone calls, of course, at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We're back in the studio now. We got all the time in the world for you today, and we want to hear from you. But the one thing about the Chiefs that I thought was really impressive was this wasn't like an all-time Mahomes game. I mean, because of the ankle injury and him gutting it out and the good run, on uh, the 26-yard run that set them up and put them in great field position. Like, that part of Mahomes was an incredible, electrifying moment. But the magic here was Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy just emptying the bag. Yeah. It, Peter King had it in his column this morning. It's a it's a, a play called Corn Dog. <laughs> they ran it to the right. They ran it to the left for two different touchdowns. Kadarius Tony walks it in. Sky Moore walks it in. And it was just the play calling was amazing. They did the ring around the rosy thing again. Like, oh, they just... Thank God that didn't work because I did not want that highlight. <laughs> I know, the that Mahomes threw it out of the back of the end zone. But, like, they they were just doing everything they could so that you didn't get the Mahomes throwing it left-handed, the crazy arm angles. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, Mahomes the magician. It was, wow, this Chiefs offense is just unloading the clip right now yeah. on the Eagles at the perfect time of the game. Well, also, too, their offensive line did an incredible job. The... Mahomes was not touched in the second half, was yep. he? Nope, no sacks. Uh, it was that was really, really surprising. He did get rid of the ball quickly, but the Eagles' pass rush came out in the second half so flat, I couldn't believe it. They didn't win a single one-on-one battle. Slow. Why they look slow in the second uh, they, half? I don't know. I think they got tired after watching Rihanna go up and down, and they probably came out at <laughs> halftime. I, I, I don't know what what happened to the pass rush. I guess you know I have heard a lot of people say the Eagles had a weak schedule, didn't play any good quarterbacks. And when you put a good quarterback against defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, they Gannon always lets him get a lot of completions. That's his problem. He, he lets you, he's a bend, don't break defensive coordinator. Yeah. You can't do that because the Chiefs are so good in the red zone. I, I oh, oh man, now you're getting me worked up. Also, th- there was a point in the first quarter where I said, if they could just stop Kelsey, this is a win. Where did those receivers come from? Juju, where did you come from, Juju? I love you, Juju, but don't show up out of nowhere in the second half. Well, I mean, yeah, with a couple of nice catches. And, you he know. had a couple. He had a million. He was unstoppable. It's just so funny to watch you deliver this in the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching us now, YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. You're morning, but you look like De Niro from Casino. So I got these, <laughs> I got these vintage sunglasses. I, they're De Niro and Casino, and yeah. I've been dying to wear them for some reason. And I figure I just want to cover my face. They're, they're not flattering by any means. No, they are if you're going for that whole, you know, Vegas Abe, of... what's his name? Abe Froman or something? No, uh, no. Abe Froman's no, the Sausage, that, King, a sausage of King of Chicago. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> for Ferris? Everybody yeah. knows that for a while. Abe, uh, can anyone do the Abe Froman? Abe Froman. <laughs> so you're King. Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. What is uh, the guy from Casino's name, De Niro's character? Come on. I, well, how's our research department not know what this? What is his name in Casino? It's, um, we're gonna get it. You, your spitting image. Oh, I like, know. I want to start calling you Bobby. And you know, okay, <laughs> I can do. Uh, I can also do De Niro in Goodfellas. Hold on, let me switch up glasses. Oh, no. uh, the scene where he's sending Karen to get shot at the end. He's like, 
Oh yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's so like, good. no, 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 no. Down the keep street, going. down the street. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> if you're not on TV now, I have the glasses on the bridge of my nose, like the Nero. And he's looking at a clipboard. Uh, that's the one imp- physical impression I could actually do. <laughs> Man, you've been delighting us with Cam Smith and all these other crappy impersonations. You yeah. could have been doing De Niro this whole time. Uh, that's, that's all I got is, oh, gosh, I can't even remember the line. Karen, no, 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 no. It's down there. He, yeah. He's definitely going to shoot her, right? He's going to have her killed. Definitely. He's telling her to walk down the dark alley to go get, like, some jackets or clothes or something. And they're definitely going to kidnap her and kill her. What's his name in Casino? Sam Eighth. Ace Ross- oh, Rothstein. Ace, Ace Rothstein. Sam yeah. Rothstein. And rappers rapping about that. Ah, how did I not come up with that one? Anyway. Pearl I, Austin- I called him Abe Froman. <laughs> Believe me, you did fine. <laughs> I mean, you do have a little Froman in you. <laughs> You're up by one letter. Ace, Abe, same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, the chat is up and running right now. Sam Rothstein. They're, they're mad at us that we didn't get that one. Everyone's saying that I look quite refreshed. Thank you, everybody. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> I, I, what are you doing? I, just because I was so happy that the Mets imploded, you were, you're getting some revenge on me? How about the Mets with a Super Bowl commercial last night? Wait, what? That, that's what that's what having the richest owner in baseball. I don't know if they're going to win the division, but they get a Super Bowl commercial. The New York Mets had a Super Bowl commercial? What are you <laughs> yes, talking about? They did. For what? Season tickets on sale now. Edwin Diaz close, uh, hangs up the phone the and closer. goes, the closer. <laughs> but that's not a na- is that a national ad? Yes. The Mets had a national Super Bowl commercial ad, and it looked like a local commercial. Th- that can't be true. It is true. It happened. We all watched it. When you have that kind of money, you don't care. I wanna... Se- $7 million for 30 seconds means nothing. Yeah. Ah. To, to Steve Cohen, what does it matter? 855-212-4CBS. Because we only got in a few calls last week, I miss our listeners. Like, I want to yeah. get to you guys. Obviously, the chat is up and running here. You guys are popping at youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Let's get to Jay in Alabama, our pal, on the PI call. Jay, was it the right call? Was it the wrong call? Okay. Um, I've been arguing with with, with uh, 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 Phil from accounting and Jerry from, 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 from HR. From sales, and yeah. Water cooler warriors. <laughs> And it's like, and everybody's got their got their little steel shots of them grabbing the jersey and stuff like that. It's like, come on, bro, look at the play, look at look at the play. And I mean, I had it looped on my phone. It's kind of like nobody is calling that. And when they're playing man to man the whole game, I tell you that was happening the whole game. And then you got people online like, tell me one time in the NFL they don't call that every time. Like, okay, I know I am a loser arguing with you if you're even asking that. You know what I mean? If you believe that they call that every time, yeah, you're not watching the NFL. You're not. You're not a real fan. You're you're a water cooler hero. You know what I mean? So it's it's like that's why I'm not gonna get all bent out of shape over or anything. Because like I always say, I'm a fan of the game not a fan of one team. I'm not like a, a super fan. Like down here in Alabama, we have fans that you would not believe. And you would kind of like being an outsider, you're like, you know what? I am not going to be that type of fan. <laughs> it, it, it gets a little ridiculous. When they say, you know, the SEC just means more, I always say, dude, it, it means a little bit too much to you guys. But, um, but, no, but Jay, that, I, think you're, ahead, I think you're right about it though, right? I, I even think that even the letter of the law – people if that's your argument still don't think that the referees didn't set that tone they were letting guys play it was not a flag happy super bowl and i think that to throw the ball to throw the flag excuse me jay appreciate the phone call as always to throw the flag at that point of the game i'm not an eagles fan at all i thought it was despicable 
Totally suck at filling accounting. That's all I have to say. <laughs> By the way, oh, it looks like the Mets ad was only a New York ad. Of course. What do you guys think? The Mets ad cannot be a national but ad. What, I didn't I'm realize... pretty sure it was national because I remember them talking about it, that they're buying. I don't think there's a lot of local ads during the Super Bowl. I thought the only local ads are like you'll get a quick one here for like your, your local Fox affiliate or something yeah. like that. I'm, I'm almost positive because I, I have heard other people in smaller markets saying that they did not see the ad. However, I'm pretty confident that it was a national ad. Yeah, I think it has to be a national ad, right? There are no local ads, but we'll double-check that. That sounds odd. What? You're getting a million dollars for 30 seconds or whatever it is now, $5 million for 30 seconds. You're not doing local ads there. Again, I think it's just like the network gets to run some of their stuff. Like, hey, check, check into Fox 5 after oh, right, the game. Right, right. You know, that stuff. I think you're it's right. I think it has to be national. I'm looking, on, I'm looking at a story now. We're going to find out in the break. But I, this this makes it even worse. That see the Mets have something positive <laughs> oh. on the day when the Eagles lose. We feel for you. We want to hear from you about the defensive holding call. Was it the right call to make in the moment, or do Eagles fans sound like they're whining? Was it the right call to make in the moment? Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Also coming up. We will give our top five non-football moments from the Super Bowl last night. So we got that for you as well. We got a lot to do today. We are across the country on CBS Sports Radio, our amazing affiliates. We are also live right now, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Are you going to put the glasses back on? The Sam No, I'm, I'm out of morning. I, I've, I've had my say. Now it's time to focus on next year. <laughs> Already turning the page. Uh-uh, I, not so fast. That's what Nick Sirianni tried to do after the game. I'm with Coach. Yeah, Perloff trying to sell me after. He's like, Nick Sirianni, that guy. No, Nick Sirianni after the game was close to perfect. I'm telling you, he had a press conference for the ages. He was, I've never seen a losing coach handle it that well. He didn't rip the officials. He talked about this being a learning moment and how the team's going to get stronger because of this. Listen, And he meant it. I'm telling you, that guy's an emotional genius, Maggie. I think James Bradbury, I mean, more gracious than I would have been. Yeah, because he's the one who got called for the defensive holding, defensive holding, and said, "No, no, no, they were right. I was holding on the jersey. Couldn't be me. I would deny that. Yeah. And be like, I don't care what the tape says. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't touch him. Well, I, you know, if he could parlay that into a five million dollar discount in free agency, so the Eagles could keep him, that would be nice. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Today is about Perloff and about his team losing in the big game, but it's also about you. Again, it's about Perloff's team and him losing. That's tough. But it's also about you today. 855-2124-CBS. Let's go. Get involved early and often on the show. Coming up, our top five non-football moments from the Super Bowl and more on the PI. Don't move. More bag in Perloff after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back on Maggie and Perloff. We're 20 minutes in and the pain is still real, Maggie. My Eagles lost in upsetting fashion. So... We were chatting after the texting after the game. Yeah. And I wasn't that upset at the call at the time. And you were shocked by that because I understood that technically it was a foul. But as I thought more about it, I looked over the whole game. I rewatched a big chunk of the game. I mean, come on. They were not caught. There were so many more egregious holds and 
PIs all over the place. This is an NFL football game, and it got me angrier and angrier. That you should be very angry. But that doesn't help you much as a fan. It doesn't have any productive reason <laughs> to do it. You want to talk about what's productive about being a fan. I mean, let's not get too deep into this thing. I, I think you need a place to put your grief, quite frankly, yeah. at this season ending in the way it did. And and this might not be the healthiest thing, but you know, being angry at the officials for not being consistent, I think is a, is is the right place to put this. You know the one take that is annoying me on the Super Bowl? What's that? That this game proved that the Eagles had a light schedule and were not a heavyweight like the Chiefs. You know why that annoys me? Because that narrative would be the farthest thing that anyone would say if the Eagles had came back and scored a touchdown on that final drive. So don't tell me these overarching narratives about where the Eagles are and the Chiefs are because this is one of those games like the Bills-Chiefs 13 seconds game yeah. that came down to the last second and could have gone either way. So to put an overall blueprint about where the Eagles and the NFC stand compared to the Chiefs, to me, is is fake because those same takes would not be valid if the Eagles had come down and score again. And you know what I mean? No, like, if it was 42 to 10 and the, yeah. and the Eagles got blown out, then it'd be yeah. like, see what happens when they right. play a really good quarterback and someone gets a lead on them and then the Eagles couldn't come back. No, no, no. This game was very even. Yes. I mean, it came down to... Andy Reid made a mistake in the first half, which was going for a field goal that doinked off the left wait, upright. Th- wait, wait, and wait, wait, wait. That, What does that have to do with Just that? about, I'm talking about, and then being aggressive. Why and was the, that a mistake? Well, because they, well, I think because they missed, they didn't go for it. It was, what, fourth and three? And I think what you realized in the second half was that it was going to take touchdowns. And that's where I think the Eagles' oh, okay. fatal flaw came in, which was they go on a 17-play drive, but they have to settle for a field goal. And I get why they did. But they settle for a field goal there, and then the Chiefs come down, score again. They take the lead for the first time. Then the Eagles go three and out, and then the Kadarius Tony huge punt return. And, you know, even though the Eagles came down and scored again and got the two-point conversion and tied the game up, it was like whoever was not going to play aggressive was going to end up losing here. And, you know, unfortunately for you... Well, you know, I was there, and I missed part of the conversation. Was the Butker attempt considered a mistake by Reed at the time? It, it felt like a no-brainer from where I was sitting. I think there were people afterwards who... Wait, maybe at the end of the game, but at the time, the game seemed like it was going to be a tight, a really tight game, and every point mattered to me. The There were a lot of, hey, Andy, don't you realize you have Patrick Mahomes? Why don't you go for it on a fourth and three? And then going for it on fourth down just, you know, is the new thing in the well, NFL. I think we did realize, too, that nobody could, Butker and everyone else couldn't get their footing on the field, which we'll get into later. Oh, my gosh. The so field. I think that might have been why he missed it. Oh, my gosh. Let's go to Phil in Pennsylvania. He wants to talk about the field. So do we. Phil, what's going on, dude? Uh, how are you guys doing, Maggie? Please remove any sharp materials from, you know, <laughs> the, you know reach proximity of Perloff, please, you know, please. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought the steak knives in tonight. That was a mistake. Yeah, that would have been a mistake. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, I just think it was just really the field that made the biggest difference. I mean, with the slippery field, everyone's slipping sliding, especially our defense, unable to get, you know, grip to be able to, you know, properly rush Mahomes. That could have changed the whole outcome. I mean, you have all these weeks to prepare, and yet it's literally worse than uh, Soldier Field in Chicago. I know, Phil, and the field was terrible. Thank you so much. And it, what made it worse is that the reports came out that they had, you know, have this new grass 
and well, that the I, Cardinals I spent $800,000 just to redo. I, was it the grass, or was it the fact that so many logos were painted on the field? Well, I, I think, couldn't tell. I think a big part of this, and I haven't seen any reporting, they opened the roof so they could see the flyover, basically. Ah, nice. And I think the open roof and the change in temperature caused something, some condensation or something. I'm not an expert on this, but I think if it was indoor, the field would have would have been right. I think the fact that the roof was open had a huge effect. Interesting. Did they keep the roof open or yeah, they the whole close time. it? No, they can't close it. It takes too long. So it was open the whole time. Interesting. Okay. Let's go to Jim, who's in South Carolina, wants to talk about the big call at the end of the game. Jim, was it the right call? Hey, Maggie McGlovin. How you doing? We're doing Enjoy great. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Listen, I don't, I don't have a dog in the hunt on this one. So I, I'm not even considered a professional football fan. Because I'm a Denver Broncos fan, so uh, <laughs> you know, <take laughs> brighter days ahead. But I just thought it was the worst call at the worst time. Not because I, it just was a bad way to end a football game. It took the whole steam out of everything. It was yeah. like, okay, now we're just going to fall on the ground, kill the clock, kick a field goal, which I thought was funny because the announcer kept talking about that painted surface. Wouldn't it have been funny if it had fell down, kicking the ball, and it had missed it anyways? That would have been hilarious. Well, that's probably what every Eagles ball. fan was praying oh. for at the end of the game. But I just thought it was just a really disappointing end to a pretty good game. I mean, it was a good competitive game, and I just thought, I mean, the ball was 10 yards over the guy's head. and oh, yeah. I mean, did he really enter five? It just was a – you know, I, I was a little bit leaning towards the Eagles because I really like Jalen. But I realize, you know, the NFL slurps all over Mahomes, and he's got to win ten <laughs> championships. But I just thought it's just a just a bad way to end the game, where you just the running backs falling on the ground, and you're taking a knee, and then you're going to kick a field goal to end it. I just thought that was a bad way to end. Yeah, it was just like a little bit anticlimactic, Jim. I yeah. mean, for for thank you for the call for a really exciting yeah. game. I, I'll I'll go there. I thought the game was incredibly exciting. The second half was gangbusters. But you know, Jim brings up a good point there about the. Not a catchable ball. Definitely. I know, but Jet, that doesn't really play into it. I think it should play more into it when the official is there making yeah. that call. It was 15 yards over his head. Yeah, Mahomes was under heavy pressure for once in the second half. Pass interference, of course, that would have played a, a role in, but they called it holding. Again, letter of the law, yes, there was, there was contact. He grabbed his jersey. No one's arguing with that. It was just the timing and the consistency of the game. And also, the funny thing about that last last few minutes, I look up at the clock, it's about 3.30, I'm like, oh, wow, the Chiefs can run this out to the very end. Did you get that realization, too, where you realize, oh, my gosh, we're in endgame? It came fast. Well, Greg, uh, kind of, when you realize that each team had had these long drives, like the possessions were long, and then the when I first kind of really noticed, like, oh, my gosh, look at the clock, is when Sirianni called his first timeout of the second half. I was like, oh, man, we're doing timeouts already. Like, they're screwed. Big time. Yeah, and, and that's when it kind of set in for me. Uh, RJ's in California, wants to talk about the holding call. What's up, RJ? How are you? Doing great, thank you. Yeah, so I got a totally different perspective on this than everybody else, just just of, of coach football. I, I played in high school and college. Um, I look at it from a coach's point of view to where this is this is like the police officer that waves at you every morning on your way to work and watches you speed. And one out of a hundred times he'll pull you over. And, and the reason Bradbury instantly admitted it is because these guys do this almost every single down, almost every single play all season. Yep. 
So an official doesn't probably even know when to call holding because it happens so often. And it really, the league has a big issue here to where, I mean, if they called every holding every season, they'd have to say before the season started, by the way, we're not letting anything go anymore. The first two or three games of this season, would be they'd be lasting four or five hour games. It'd be unwatchable. It'd be unwatchable. There'd be so many flags. Right. Yeah. So it technically, absolutely, was a holding call. But but why this? Why this play? You know, and RJ, it's a great point, and I want to add on to it for a second. The fact that um, Juju didn't uh, protest a lot, right, was yeah. another reason why people were saying, like, man, you got to let this go. Because I don't know if you noticed this being at the game. I bet everybody on watching TV, I bet you guys all noticed this. We're going to have a problem next year, which is especially on the lines. We know guys complain when they get held and stuff like in the field of play. But how about this last night when guys were off sides? Instead of someone maybe just like pointing, the lines were both standing up yeah. and pointing at each other to the to the point where you could not have snapped the ball. Like the the offensive and defensive lines calling out yeah. the offsides on each other forced the refs to throw flags when I don't think they were going to throw flags on but some of them. They've always kind of done that, though. There's always a guy pointing. It was bigger. Yeah, it, it, felt, it felt bigger. bigger to the I, point I where like, the ref didn't have a choice. They had to, they had to throw the flag. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's a couple critical, critical calls on offsides. One went the Eagles' way. One went the Chiefs' way. So, But that's a, that's a tradition. Honestly, uh, players know that what they do affects the official. My favorite is, and I think I'd be good at this job. What's that? When there's a fumble and it's a scrum, there's always one guy. You look for the first guy who points <laughs> the way. Points the way. He clearly has. He's just like us in the audience. He has no idea who has the ball, but he confidently points. He's trying to. You know that that could be me. I could be that guy. You know what else? I think your training could have served you well for. Because I imagine when you were playing basketball at Dartmouth, you had some time on the bench. If I write about this, oh, and when the yeah. ball goes off the opponent and out of bounds, you're probably the first guy pointing. Oh, our yeah, ball. Yeah. Our ball. Like, you, you've been waiting your whole life to do this. Try and help the team any way you can, Maggie. That's my <laughs> that's my role. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's certain jobs. Obviously, holding a clipboard is something I could do in the NFL. Born for it. Holding the back of the coach's Sean McVay shirt. That's a job that I have a lot in the NFL. But definitely... <laughs> You'd be, like, two feet taller than Sean McVay. <laughs> pointing the right way. Pointing out offsides. That's something I could do well. But there's always a risk, too. If you stand up and point offsides, at some point, the officials are going to be like, he's out offsides. I'm calling you off sides so you got it's a fine line it's a fine (laughs) line but i'm glad it was a clean game last night and they should have kept it clean to the end it really it was there were i mean five penalties the entire game well uh, the other thing how could patrick mahomes was able to sit back there and complete so many passes can you explain this to me where was the eagles pass rush is the chiefs o-line that good it might be I mean, the whole week we're talking about how this Eagles offensive line could be one of the greatest ever. Meanwhile, here was the Chiefs offensive line that came through with an unbelievable game. Well, remember we had a guest, Elliot Shores Park, I think was from Philadelphia, who said that the Chiefs had the the highest grade on pass blocking, and I called him a jerk. That was it. <laughs> that, Do that remember was, that now. <laughs> a lot of people came up to me yesterday. Uh, that was the interview where you shared nationally your take on bringing kids up to the podium that took off. I think about five people said, hey, Maggie doesn't like those kids at the podium. <laughs> Last night, I was like, you What's know, it, she's got a lot more going on than just hating kids at the podium. Do I, she though? She has a fun... <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Do I have a lot more going on mm. than that? I might not.
Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're able to smile and laugh today. Yes, uh, it helped. You know, there were a lot of friends in the building. It was a really special experience. You know, sometimes you realize I'm really, I feel really lucky to be a Philadelphia sports fan because it's a really amazing uh, fan base. All right. No, right. I, no, no, <laughs> no, seriously. Far. There's everybody, everybody in the stadium was high-fiving every, it was filled out. It was a Philadelphia stadium. I'm sorry, KC, they already have a Super Bowl recently. They're, they're fine. So do you. Yeah, what you guys you won one five years ago. Oh. No, I know, but Philadelphia will always have a chip on its shoulder. You know Probably what? because of New York, but. You know what? I'm so glad you brought that up because maybe, maybe we should be celebrating a little bit more Philadelphia sports. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Shall yes. All let's, right, let's hear some of the great highlights from the 2022-2023 Philadelphia sports Wait, what's going scene. on here? Just a little taste. The pitch is lifted to right by Cassianos. Long run for Tucker and foul territory. Makes the catch and the Houston Astros do it again. 2022 World Series champions. The Astros are baseball's best. Isaiah Joe for three, no good. And the Miami Heat for the second time in the last three years going to the Eastern Conference Finals. They close out this series in six games. Hurts looking, standing still, winding up. Long pass that lands at the 20. No one is there. Zero's on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57 on a game-winning field goal. Spectacular in every way. In the red (laughs) and gold confetti (laughs) flying in the air. He left. Oh, no. That's a bad look. He got up and left. (laughs) Was it too much? Was a little too much? Too soon, maybe. It was a too soon. I mean, the the Phillies was one thing, but playing like the Eastern <laughs> Conference semifinals, Game Six, may have been a little bit over the top. <laughs> you know, I feel like he kind of walked into it. We weren't even going to do it this early in the show. I mean, some of how great Eagles fans are, and they're booing Dak Prescott for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. <laughs> Come on, oh, you got you got to also understand he's probably he's sleep deprived. He's he's coming like if he it's like the old drop kick in wrestling. If he was if they won and he was sleep deprived, he'd be in a good mood. But he's he's coming off the loss and he's sleep deprived. <laughs> oh. He's he's a little he's a little cranky today. Now we've done it. I bet the De Niro glasses go back on after this one. We listen, Philadelphia sports, it's been a heck of a ride. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five. The only problem is they're set up to be good for years to come. I know that would have been the comeback he could have had had he stayed in the studio, but Pro well, has exited. Unlike Jalen Hurts, he did not take it well. Uh, uh, we've broken him. It's only thirty nine minutes into the show. All right, I'll go try to get him back. Nah. 
<laughs> Let him stew out there. More of your phone calls. Defensive holding. Was it the right call? Was it the wrong call? Did it decide the Super Bowl? We want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS. We'll see if we can get Perloff back in the studio after this CBS Sports update from Rich Ackerman. It's time to ask the pros where you can ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show and we might answer your question. All right. We've talked him off the ledge. Now, no, no, you is back in the studio. <laughs> now I have, and not only am I mad at the officials, not only am I mad at the Kansas City Chiefs, now I'm mad at you guys. <laughs> All we did was highlight what an incredible year of Philadelphia <laughs> sports it's been. I mean, the Phillies won 87 games. It got to game six of the World Series against the Astros. I'm supposed to feel bad about that? <laughs> well, when you put it all together, we just wanted it all in one spot with the yeah. okay, 76ers I, losing to the Heat. With I the will tell you, just the Phillies. fact that Isaiah Joe took the last shot of that Sixers <laughs> game. <laughs> that's when you knew you were in trouble. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, that Sixers, you know, it's all about expectations. And why it hurt so much last night is because I let myself go there. I was picturing the Vaseline on the streetlights and the whole party on Broad Street going down to the parade tomorrow because they were winning 24-14 at halftime, and it should have been 24-7. No, instead, it was the Philadelphia Police Department who was uh, getting the crowds to disperse who had formed last night to Uh. vent their frustrations in a a not productive way. But... um, (laughs) As kind as I can put it. Go back to the phones, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'm glad you came back. Perloff stormed off in the last segment. I'm glad you came back. Where am I supposed to go? Where am I supposed to go with this pain? (laughs) Maybe an Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat. We got an update on that later in the show. Uh, John is in Oregon, wants to talk about the defensive holding call. What's up, John? How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm great. I'm uh, just hanging up my Christian Okoye jersey. Nice. Kind of basking in a in a in a beautiful uh, evening. Okay. I um, <laughs> I gotta say I, I hated that call because it. I mean, it kind of it, it felt like it robbed us of one of the great Super Bowl endings of all time. Honestly, it was headed in a beautiful direction. Um, and I, I think it used to matter if the ball was catchable. And I I just when did that stop happening? I mean, there was time to to not throw that flag and to say no that, you know, that would not have affected that play. Well, he was the um, official was saying that he couldn't get out of his break and that he might have been farther down the field if he could have gotten out of his break. That's what that meant. I know, but weak. Significantly further down, maybe. Yeah. I guess, but, yeah. I know, know, like 15 yards over his head. John, thanks yeah. so much for the phone call. Um, the Okoye jersey is, is really fun. Jeffrey in the chat asking, do we get the Randall Cunningham autograph? Now, oh, okay. By the way, all sorts of reports that Randall Cunningham was walking all over Phoenix. It was weird. We just missed him like three times. Are you serious? Because we Dead never serious. saw him. Dead serious. He, I, we were we were flirting around running into Randall Cunningham. I have the jersey here in the office. We still so have we, not given up on trying to get no. it signed, but we looked for Randall Cunningham high and low. We saw Donovan McNabb. What other former Eagle quarterbacks did we uh, see? Jaws was all over Jaws the place. Ron Jaworski. Yep. Uh, what other former? Carson Wentz. There was a lot of 11 jerseys. Uh, that uh, that's Carson Wentz's number with the Eagles, right? And they were AJ Brown jerseys, I believe. <laughs> or no, but, uh, yeah, it's Carson Wentz eleven. So there was Carson Wentz was definitely not there. <laughs> no, <laughs> very didn't see much a lot not of Wentz there. This uh, this time, uh, but we will still effort getting that Cunningham uh, autograph for sure. Jerome is in Las Vegas. Wants to talk about the holding call. Jerome, was it the right call or the wrong call? Oh, before I want to answer that last guy's question for sure. one second. Um, 
catchable ball doesn't matter in this, the sense of holding. It only yep. matters in pass interference. That's what Perloff so was trying to tell him, yeah. Doesn't matter. Yep. But anyway, I not only do I think it was a bad call, I'm not saying the merits of the call are bad. I'm just saying they shouldn't have called it then. And same with that hit on Mahomes by Cincinnati. I, don't, I think they should have not called that. That was just too – I didn't like it. Whether, it's the merit, whether it was the right call or not, I just didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, time and place. I got to be honest. That Osai hit on Mahomes out of bounds looks like the most blatant thing ever compared to last night. Yeah. I mean, that looked like, you know, a mugging compared to what we saw in defensive holding. I right. don't even know if the two calls are comparable. I get what he's saying, and thank you for the phone call. But it, it, last night was like barely anything. Yeah, I, I feel terrible about the Osai penalty for Osai, but he had they had to call they that to call one. That. This one they did not have to call. And you're right. What? How great would an overtime have been? Amazing. Yeah. The script writers, everyone would say, oh, man, the NFL script, they love Patrick Mahomes. The script writers would have had it. If they really were writing a script, they would have made it go to overtime and had a thrilling end. How about Ted is in Omaha? Ted, what do you think about the end of the game? Maggie Perloff. Hey, I'm a longtime listener. I'm a first-time caller. Thank you for taking my call, Oh, thanks guys. for making it. I'm a transplant from the East Coast. I'm like Perloff. I was born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts, lived in Cambridge. So I'm an East Coast man myself. But I'm not a, a good Eagles fan like Perloff. <laughs> I know you're a diehard fan. But, man, my grandson, who's now in California, he wanted the Philadelphia Eagles to win so bad. I had to calm him down last night. His dad. Is a Chiefs fan, diehard. Oh. It was trash talking going on for two weeks between the two of them. But so I, like I told him, Perloff, and I'm going to get off. Perloff, like I told my grandson, fear not. Philadelphia is going to be back next year with a vengeance. And no, I did not like that call. The ref should have just let that game just play out. I would have loved to see Hurts have another shot at going down the field, at least attempt to try to win the game. Yep, Ted, solid call. Yeah. That's nice. That's coming from a Boston guy. That means a, that means a little extra because that you know he's been in the Midwest too long because the, no Boston fan would be that nice to a Philadelphia <laughs> fan today. Absolutely, I didn't grandson even mention, or no grandson. Yeah, and I because he was so cool and so nice. I did not mention that the time the Eagles won, they beat New England. Yeah, don't do that to him. No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> don't. No, I would. It's being nice, long time listener of the show, first time caller. I mean, we should get into this next hour. Are the Eagles going to be back? Was Ted lying to his, was his grandson? <laughs> his grandson. <laughs> yeah, was he lying? Because I don't think it's that simple. The future for both of these teams is really unreal. I mean, we'll get into it and who's set up better for a potential run. But Patrick Mahomes was asked about Dynasty. We'll get to that at the top of the hour because I think you can say that the Chiefs, the Chiefs have a serious claim to a Dynasty. A modern dynasty. I'll make my case for the Chiefs dynasty, and Ooh, we will get okay. into who has the better and brighter future. The Eagles, the Chiefs. How about that? A household with an Eagles fan and a Chiefs fan? That's random. Yeah, you don't see a lot of <laughs> you those. You do not see a lot of those. Maggie and Perloff, we also have our top five non-football moments from the Super Bowl coming up. Your phone calls as well, 855-212-4CBS. It's Maggie and Perloff. Don't move. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.